0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Millennial Rewind, where we take a not-so-sentimental look at the movies and TV shows that were around when millennials were growing up. I'm your host, Nick, coming to you from G.I. Joe's Southern California headquarters, Los Angeles, and joining me here in the City of Angels is my co-host, Jules Jules. How are you doing today?
1: I finally have a good reason for George Lucas to return my phone calls, Nick.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. Boy, what what, what what reason is that?
1: We'll get into it.
0: Okay, okay. And joining us from the part of Southern California that made Cobra Commander turn to crime, the Inland Empire, is my other co-host, John. John, what's happening?
2: I'm going to hoist myself up on a hook and make love to a slab of beef.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Just like a good sailor should,
0: right, John? Uh- Oh, boy. They don't let you in the Navy unless you do that. That's like day one of basic training. (laughs) And so we watched, if you couldn't guess from that little uh, hint, we watched- (laughs) How could anyone
2: guess from that?
0: (laughs) (laughs) We watched the original 1980s G.I. Joe- cartoon just in time for the upcoming movie g.i joe snake eyes and john if you had to tell somebody you watched g.i joe without mentioning the title what would you tell them
2: i would say that i thought i knew but i didn't know but now i know and anyone who knows the show will finish that statement for
3: it's <laughs> very true
0: and getting that reference is half the
2: battle. There you go.
0: <laughs> Ed Jules, if the producers had asked you to come up with a different title for this show, what would you give them?
1: Well, I actually went for titles for the episodes because um I don't know, they were both so special to me. So for lights, camera, cobra, because of Zartan's uncanny resemblance to Gene Simmons, I went with Kiss Kiss Bang Bang JoJo. <laughs> all right for wonderful wonderful christmas episode um i went for miracle on the gi joe doom fortress <laughs> it was either that or batteries not included in the gi joe doom fortress
0: <laughs> <laughs> that i like that one oh my god so this was okay every tv show runner who grew up in the 80s has absolutely referenced the show before i have never i had never seen it before we decided to do
1: neither it. have i it was it was never
0: in england it wasn't in south africa it just wasn't a cultural t- even when i was growing up in the states i think the world had moved on to transformers that was what we were all watching Transformers, yeah, exactly. power rangers like that's we had moved past this John, did you ever watch this?
2: No, me neither. Uh, We were very much a He-Man household with a bit of Voltron and some Transformers thrown in there once in a while. Oh, and Thundercats. Thundercats, I was going to say. Which I had revisited, I think, in high school. And my God, does that not hold up well. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, we're talking about G.I. Joe. The theme song does. Mm, Not really. Anyway, we're talking G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe. (laughs)
1: So... Well, like the show, I am making incredible diversions just out of absolutely nowhere. <laughs> oh my truth. god. And we'll
2: continue to
1: do so throughout the show.
2: <laughs> but no, it was mainly picked up through uh you know cultural osmosis, you could say. You know, I thought I knew, but now I know. Uh, I was surprised how much fun I actually had. I mean, there's a lot to make fun of, a lot that's really crappy, but I was enjoying myself, unlike, say, rewatching Thundercats.
1: Honestly, I found myself, after every single story beat, saying, holy shit, did that just happen. Yes! After every <laughs> line that Nick is going to say, you can add, holy <laughs> shit, did that just happen. <laughs>
0: Yep, I had pretty much the same reaction and I did not enjoy myself. I had a very bad time <laughs> yeah. watching this show. I it was cringy, it was dumb. The anime they made this show for four dollars and a Charleston <laughs> chew. The entire fucking series. Oh my god I have god. spent more money on a McDonald's meal than they fucking spent on this show. God damn it, Louis
3: Cheap. So this is gonna
2: be the flip of um Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> this
0: is gonna be. I'm gonna be shitting all over this. John's gonna be like, I had the greatest time ever. And Jules, where where do you land on this?
1: on this show honestly i'm still kind of shook up from it i i think i'm gonna need another week to see how it processes (laughs) you're just like what the fuck was that (laughs) i just every moment i was just i think in my head i'm just still stuck in holy shit that just happened (laughs) yeah and this
0: is okay look 80s kids 80s kids come in come in we got we got to talk all right, bring it in. Bring, bring it in. It in. Bring, it, bring it in. Bring it in. All right. And I mean, '80s kids like like I, I'm technically an '80s kid, but I wasn't conscious in the '80s. I'm talking about the kids who were conscious in the '80s. Bring it in. Bring it in.
2: Oh, so just me. All right, just cool. you, just John, and
0: and people of John's age. Bring it in. Your childhood was bullshit. I'm sorry, somebody had to fucking break it to you. Your childhood was bullshit. You had garbage shows that were designed to shill sh- toys to you. Story was an afterthought, and the cartoons you watched fucking sucked i'm sorry you grew up in such a bullshit decade i'm so sorry 90s kids had it so much better because our shows were story first they had their problems for sure but we had the superior decade to grow up in i'm sorry someone had to rip off that band-aid go cry now done
2: Mm, no because as mentioned we had awesome movies as we have covered before true, i grew up with watu and predator they, they, they did okay, have us on granted. movies and david bowie i will
0: i will give you that i will you had us on movies not everyone saw the movies in the 80s kids were definitely watching the cartoons your all your cartoons were bullshit there i said it We can all heal and come together and move forward as a society and a species and a planet now. Good luck with that. (laughs) Fight me. Anyone find my email, like find me on social media. Fight me. Fight me on this. I will absolutely. I, I don't get into social media fights. I will fight anybody on how bullshit your '80s childhood. Uh, oh, I'm
2: I'm not denying it. Everything he said, I was nodding along to. Okay, just, good. You know, when to make the case for the movies. Absolutely fair point. Fair point.
0: Yeah, because this was this was the age of making the toy first and building the multimedia empire after it. They basically Hasbro had this toy line from the '60s because they were originally. They were, they, they, they were making dolls for boys, mm-hmm. but you couldn't call them dolls, so they called them action figures. Hasbro coined the term action figure, and they they wanted to follow a similar business model. It was, you know, sell the doll and then sell the accessories afterwards. You could buy new outfits, you could buy new guns and all this stuff, and then kind of post-Vietnam.
2: Yeah, these were 12-inch dolls. They had full clothing, and they were military men, not the weird what the fuck village people knockoffs that we're going to be talking about today
0: (laughs) yeah and they were fully articulated which was another thing Uh, that was a a and a feature they had over barbie dolls you could fully pose them apparently the early ones had really weird thumbs they just completely fucked up the thumbs they looked really weird but they fixed that in later ones and actually that was the only gi joe action figure doll, whatever the fuck you want to call it, that I ever had was one of, like, the real military ones. I had a D-Day edition G.I. Joe in, like, the World War II G.I. outfit. Had the helmet, had the M1 Garand rifle, and all the leggings and stuff. That was the G.I. Joe I had. Leggings? Well, you know the things that go over the boots? Okay. Whatever whatever those, the putties, I don't know what they called. I'm supposed to be the military guy, but I'm fucking up here. (laughs) (laughs)
2: I was just thinking leggings on the soldiers makes a nice transition into what we eventually got as G.I. Joe.
1: (laughs) It's probably why every American who joins the army is just wondering where all the jetpacks are. I saw it in the show. I want my jetpack. Yeah, so the 80s come along and, you
0: know, because after Vietnam, the toys slumped because not everybody was into the military. And they're like, all right, we need to bring this back. You know, patriotism is the 80s, Reagan's president, Patriotism's cool again. What can we do? And so that's when they started designing this new toy line and it blew up. First, they did a comic around it and then they did the show that we're going to talk about around it. And it was all designed to sell toys. Mostly the vehicles. Apparently, the vehicles are where they make their money. But then
1: you know that happened with Transformers, and I remember loving Transformers.
0: Yeah, it's the same thing with Transformers. I'm pre- we're gonna go over it, and I'm, I'll probably shit all over Transformers too. But
1: I still say Optimus Prime should be president.
0: I mean, write-in candidates are a thing.
1: Who said I haven't already voted for him?
0: <laughs> yeah. So I yeah. So this was very cheap animation, very predictable, almost repetitive storylines. I
2: don't know because, like, I, I guess as a whole, the storyline is very predictable. But the shit that happens in these stories are so out of left field. Exactly.
1: I would I would not call it. Pre- I would not call it predictable. Aside from the good guys winning, everything in between is yeah the fuck. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, man. I mean, there's not really much else to say about it. I mean, by the end of it, there were hundreds of different toys that came. Actually, when they relaunched the line, you, John, you were mentioning the original G.I. Joe's were 12-inch, fully articulated. They looked at... Um, we'll talk a bit more about Star Wars in a bit, but when they were relaunching, their biggest competitor was the Star Wars toy line. So the, the reason why they got shrunk and became a little less articulated is because they were trying to you know cramp in on Star Wars's territory
1: somehow it comes across in the show as we'll discuss hmm interesting yeah
0: that's why i think that's why there's pew pew lasers and not actual guns cuz they they wanted to have
2: that Star Wars feel a part of that is just broadcast standards and practices there's this whole board of what is and is not allowed you couldn't say kill so in all these things, it's like, we will destroy them. Or it couldn't be, it couldn't be too much like an actual gun. Right. You know, that's why they shoot lasers and they look a little weird. And basically Batman, the animated series, is the one that said, no, fuck that. They're criminals. They use guns. They shoot bullets. <laughs> they, you know? And when was that?
0: When did that come out? The nineties. Thank you. <laughs> best decade to be a kid
2: you say that because you were a kid then
0: i'm not biased fuck you
2: (laughs) (laughs) hey i've got sega sega's the best console
0: yeah what the fuck's this ps5 bullshit
2: Dreamcast bitches. (laughs) Dreamcast. Oh, that was Sega. That was Sega. Sega. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That
2: was Sega, yeah. Anyway, G.I. Joe. (laughs) G.I. Joe,
0: right. I think we've kind of said all that needs to be said. Let's just get into these these two episodes that we did. Uh, First one after the break is Lights, Camera, Cobra. We'll be right back.
4: All right. This meeting of Cobra will come to order. Before we get started, I just want to thank Steve, the intern, for making a coffee run. Good job, Steve. Some of those orders were really weird. Uh, Thanks, Steve. Like, Steve. Like, Steve. Like, seriously, what even is oat milk? Anyway, down to business. We need to figure out a way to get rid of those infernal G.I. Joes.
2: Why don't you buy my latest convoluted invention? That's more trouble than it's worth and destined to fail.
4: Okay, I feel like we do that a lot and it never goes well. Also Destro, are you our arms dealer or are you a member of Cobra?
2: My behavior fluctuates so
4: wildly it makes that distinction meaningless. Okay, I need you to figure that out. It's it's super confusing.
1: How about we el Cobra before we attack the Joes? Huh? It will intimidate them and help with brand of Again,
4: I we do that all the time and so far we just keep getting our asses kicked. Also, where are you from, Baroness? Transylvania, Germany, Sweden, Hungary? I think I'm European. Okay, all the places I just mentioned are in Europe. Never mind, never mind. Uh, Come on, people, we need to think outside the box.
2: Uh, hi there. It's uh Steve, the intern. Uh, why don't you just shoot the Joes in the face?
4: I'm sorry. What now?
2: Well, uh, I mean, I'm looking around, and you have all these guns and military equipment, but you always just shoot to miss? Instead, why don't you just shoot the Joes, and, you know, you could kill them, and they wouldn't be a problem anymore.
4: Oh my god, I'm such an idiot. Actually, shoot the Joes. It's brilliant. Oh my god. Steve the intern, coming through with the good ideas. I like this one.
2: You know, I'm I'm just really happy to be a part of this. Uh, you think maybe I could get promoted to a full-time Cobra? I hereby make you Cobra's executive delivery boy.
4: (laughs) Oh!
1: It took me three years to be Cobra Executive Delivery Boy.
4: Because you're a girl.
1: (laughs) Gender is fluid.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And we're back. And of course, we have to talk about the intro sequence. It's got that song the song is fucking bullshit <laughs> one it's just bad and two gi joe is supposed to be the name of the organization the, gr- the the elite you know commando group that the toys are and the narrator says as much mm-hmm. but the lyrics of the song are talking about gi <laughs> joe as if he's an actual dude uh, I- it is yes it says he and he's going to fight for freedom and, you know he'll always be it's he it's always he so it's talking about him as a dude because they made the song before they
2: made anything else. Yeah. You don't really hear like when it says the army, you would say they or something. So yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cause GI Joe was like the dude in the original
0: toys. And so mm-hmm. what actually happened was when they were pitching it to the Hasbro executives, they had come in with the song and the song had come in before they had any characters or any of this. I think they just said, we're bringing GI Joe back. So they gave it to a songwriter and said, "Here, write a song about GI Joe." And he's like, "Oh yeah, GI Joe, that that dude who's the toy." And he wrote it as like a singular dude, probably. And that hmm. is what. And they didn't bother to rewrite the song because that would have cost five more cents.
1: And uh, I I think we can clarify that the lyrics of this song is absolutely awful. I mean, they have some of the worst rhymes I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> he never gives up. He's always there fighting for freedom over land and air. That's quality. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Crone. Uh, i'm I'm on julian's side on this one
1: that is the office intern with a rhyming dictionary that's what that is <laughs> or to restate america fuck yeah it pretty much is yeah yeah they couldn't
0: it's, it is that for a kid's intro there is just star spangled stuff all over the place it's it's really to get your patriot boner going in all these shows there's always a, a narrator to explain the premise of the show because none of it is serialized, essentially. And the, so, G.I. Joe, according to the narrator, is a special mission force whose entire purpose is to go after the terrorist
2: organization Cobra. Really? It's to defend human freedom. Okay, Jules hit what I was just about to say. Their task is to defend human freedom.
1: Who else? What else? Is- none of them alien types.
2: No alien types, no animals. No, I don't give a shit about that. Just human freedom.
0: Yeah, if you're a Chihuahua, fuck your freedom. According to GI Joe, <laughs>
2: this opening, there is so much going on in this fucking opening to the show. It starts off with them riding towards you from the sun, like a sunrise or sunset. But the sun is way too big. I think they just nuked a fucking town. <laughs> I think you're right. And they're getting out of there.
1: <laughs> Could be. Just expecting Indiana
2: Jones to spin out of there in a refrigerator.
0: Could fucking be. Seriously.
2: And then, I mean, they're just flying around. At one point, they're, they're doing the Death Star Trench Run. <laughs> Oh this show so wants to be Star Wars. It so wants It to be does. Star Wars. At another point um one of the main Cobra guys Destro, he gets knocked out of a giant warship and then these Joes play like hot potato with him. He just gets thrown <laughs> literally amongst <laughs> 3 of them until he gets thrown into his own team. You think that
1: Anyone explain that the only way to make your villain seem threatening is to not have your heroes beat him up in the intro song of every single episode?
2: (laughs) There's literally... He literally gets knocked off. This thing falls like 40 feet and someone catches him and just passes him off to the next (laughs)
0: person. Because you got to show that the bad guy is always going to lose. I don't know. All I know, that there was like a giant impractical cobra head ship the size of the grand canyon that gets blown out of the sky okay i know nobody technically dies in the show but somebody had to have died somebody (laughs) had to have there's no ways you could evacuate that thing
2: many many had to have died when that went down
1: it's it's the old there are stormtroopers on the death star issue right and
2: independent contractors and independent contractors yeah
0: (laughs) This was just an absolute orgy of, you know, America, <laughs> military, oorah shit. My brain. Just, oh, yeah. Except for that exploding giant cobra head just refused to, like, remember any of it. So I'm glad that, John, you took the took the reins on looking at all the details.
2: Oh, yeah. And there was also an amazing cool guys don't look at explosions moment where all the Joes are getting bombarded by, like, rockets and missiles. But since they landed about 10 feet behind them, we're not even going to. You I know, mean, acknowledge the explosions and just keep shooting our lasers.
1: And yeah, and they and they emerge from um, a massive fiery inferno without a single burn, which is quite impressive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they got asbestos skin or something.
0: Yeah, so that's that's what plays at the beginning of every episode, and there's like a giant American flag and. At the end, and they're all like raising their arms. G.I. Joe, Yo Joe. We'll get. Oh, we're about to get there. So we start this episode, uh, and supposedly Cobra has taken over a village, is not about to kill some people. Like straight up, take them across to the side and shoot them. And you see Cobra Commander, but he looks like Walmart brand Cobra Commander. <laughs> like he, there's something up with him. He doesn't sound right. All of a sudden you hear, yo, Joe, and you get Walmart brand G.I. Joe showing up in co- legitimately Korean War helicopters, not the high tech stuff that you're used to.
1: Did you guys notice how how widely the helicopter pilots were smiling? <laughs> <laughs> they were very happy about this. no. No, I did not. Nick refuses that there's
2: anything close to happiness. <laughs> 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 there's no
0: happiness. And my I was just like, I'm going to watch this. This sucks. so Because I I usually watch it one once through, and then I watch it again to get the details. And I watched it through, and I said, I'm going to forget as much of this as possible for my own fucking sanity.
1: I'm fairly certain, yeah. Just as soon as that <laughs> intro song ended, Nick was gone. He was just, he was out. <laughs> Even as a patriotic American, I'm just like, nope.
0: Not this pew 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 lasers
1: Mm -hmm. for me pew pew lasers makes gun makes guns okay for some reason
2: yeah and even as the episode is just starting with the pew pew lasers i'm like this is almost star wars music this is almost star wars music oh they definitely wanted to be star wars it begins establish this (laughs) yes exactly oh my god
1: we'll get to that moment and you will hear an incredible reaction
2: yes
0: so you get so we get off brand snake eyes who's one of like the bajillion characters available at your local toy store for 14.99
1: i do want to bring up one thing did you guys notice the guy who threw a javelin at a truck and blew it up
2: oh yeah i was i was waiting for a point to talk about it yeah yeah
1: you,
0: i was literally in the middle of uh, bringing that up <laughs> I is had it-
2: eat your heart out, Christopher Nolan. We can flip a truck <laughs> with a harpoon.
0: Yeah, because this is off Snake Eyes who's in a scuba suit for reasons, and he chucks a spear at a two-and-a-half-ton truck and just flips
1: that motherfucker over. <laughs> and it explodes. It is... As soon as that happened, I was just like, okay, I'm here. I'm here. I'm I'm watching this show.
2: I, I love how you asked if we noticed it. This isn't like the chicken. It's true. In it's small true. soldiers is like, <laughs> this is the focus of the scene.
0: Yeah, even me, who did not want to commit any of this to memory, noticed this.
1: (laughs) But these are images you just never see. It's only in this show do you see a guy throwing a javelin at a giant truck, and the trunk flips over and explodes. That is only in a show like this.
2: (laughs) And now I can never unsee it.
0: (laughs) Neither can I! So then we have Kmart Duke. Duke is like, the, (laughs) I guess, the blonde SS commandant that leads the the gi joes but this is not really him he tackles bargain bin cobra commander into a
1: wall but it's a fake wall i would also like to bring up that during their dialogue exchange this is the beginning of characters pointing their fingers directly up uh to make their point this is this is animated acting we are seeing here which which tends to involve pointing your finger wildly in the air um, to make it clear that this is dramatic Yes, we're going to get a lot of that. And by
0: the way, why is the wall okay? Because we've all been on, you know, Hollywood backlots. Why is the wall of this building made of paper?
2: Yeah, this is a flimsier set than our uh, high school drama productions. We we at least used canvas over frames to paint the uh, the buildings on.
0: Yeah, this is like usually made of plexigl not plexiglass, molded plasticish fiberglass substance. I mean, if you're going to crash and tear through that,
1: like that's going to fucking hurt. When it comes to its environments, there is absolutely no subtlety. There are giant switches. There are giant cardboard cutouts. There is no close-up in the show. There is only gigantic background shit.
2: Yeah, and I love when we get to the chase scene at the end, how... We're on a movie set, or backlot or whatever, and the environment's changed so incredibly wildly. It's <laughs> oh, beautiful. okay,
0: we're jumping the gun. Where are I we know,
2: I know. We've got a long ways to get there.
0: So discount Cobra Commander takes his helmet off, and no shock here, not actually Cobra Commander, but this dude's in his, like, 60s? <laughs> yeah. The guy who's played Cobra Commander, he's bald, white hair, in his 60s, and he's, like, threatening to sue the production because he got tackled too hard. And the guy who's pretending to be doing it's like, oh, come on, man, it just wasn't that bad. Like, he's trying to, like, reason with him. And then we meet 80s Michael Bay.
2: That's better. I, For some reason, he reminded me of, I just had him as Sunglasses Jeff Goldblum, even though he doesn't (laughs) act or sound anything like Jeff Goldblum.
1: This director actually seeks authenticity, so I, I don't think we should, you know insult his good name by comparing him to Michael Bay.
0: But he looks so much like him and he's got as much of a boner for explosions <laughs> and action. I feel like yeah. it's close enough. And yeah, you're talking about,
2: yeah, he wants authenticity. He wants... He he wants the fights to look real. We don't know a damn thing about what the story of this is or what he thinks as far as characters, but he wants his action, damn it. So yeah, I think Michael Bay is a good... Yeah, he wants authenticity. He's like,
0: hey, this is fake as fuck. I want real G.I. Joes. And I want... He's like yelling at the producer, I want real G.I. Joe equipment. And the producer's like, you know, that's going to be really expensive. And this
2: producer is absolutely young Dom DeLuise.
1: Oh my God, he so is. He's got the chain and everything.
0: His name is Marty Greenblatt. <laughs> and the only reason why they called him Marty Greenblatt is because the showrunner told the writer he could not call him Jew producer. That is. The oh
3: only my! Writer. Are you for real?
1: God, are you serious? Are you no, for real?
0: No, no that, that's a that's that's a joke, guys. Oh! Um... <laughs> whoa! I, I, I thought I
3: that was believe...
2: actual trivia. <laughs> <Nick just> <laughs> wrote... <laughs> No. you just you just broke my spirit of wonder oh my god <laughs> this show
0: didn't do that no but it's like yeah his name's marty greenblatt and he's being super cheap and i think there's some low-key anti semitism going on in this episode that's just me so that's why i made the- it doesn't look like a stereotype but i guess he does act a little like him. very much and so basically 80s michael bay says hey you get me this real gi joe shit or i'm out of here i'm not going to direct your fucking movie so now we're in Cobra Commander, Cobra headquarters, and Destro walks in on Cobra Commander eating dinner without his hood on. We don't see his face, but it's very heavily implied that he doesn't have his his hood on.
2: Well, the hood, the hood's sitting on the desk. You can see that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like Destro's like, ah, oh, gross. Like, why don't you, do you have your hood on? And what, what is this? Like, is, is there something part of Cobra Commander's backstory that, like, he had an accident and is disfigured?
2: Like, what? It must be.
1: For me, I wasn't paying so much attention to this Then I, I just thought of what a rock star Cobra Commander is. I mean, he's got his glass of wine, his meal, and he's sitting in this epic Cobra chair. That, that is how I want to eat dinner. That, that is dream money. I'm going to eat dinner like that.
0: Well, anyway, apparently Cobra Commander has a gross face that's going to put you off your dinner, and they needed to do a whole beat about that. And so Destro says that one of their top secret vehicles, the Fire Bat, has been captured and is at the movie studio for reasons.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure how they lost
0: it and Hollywood
1: got a hold of it. And we again get another pointing directly up in the air to make my point. <laughs>
2: And somehow they have to get it back uh, because there's this program in it where it will fly back on its own on autopilot if you activate yeah, it. Yeah, they called it a homing beacon. Yeah, they called it a homing beacon, but what it actually does is autopilot the thing back to him. And their fear is that the Joes are going to find it and use it to track where Cobra's base is. Right. Yeah, that's the whole premise. But how do they think that the G.I. Joe crew is going to go to Hollywood in the first place? It's not like they knew that they were going to be hired as consultants.
0: (laughs) Oh, the central plot of this episode will change several times in the episode. (laughs) They do not commit to a plot in this, a reason for anything, because Destro's like, well, why don't you destroy it? I'll sell you a new one. And Cobra Commander's like, ah, you want more of my money? Well, we're just going to, you know. Sneak in and steal it back, and that'll be way cheaper.
1: Can we please talk about how he tracks the team that he's going to (laughs) get?
0: Oh, you mean how he finds Zartan and his Australian cockney guys? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, he goes to his big, giant, evil computer, and it gets a button, and it says they're just London.
4: London.
1: (laughs) It makes the motion like it's going to show it on a map, and then the words just burst out in neon. (laughs) <laughs> I'm picturing a, a an intern Steve behind it just typing on a <laughs> computer. <laughs> oh man. uh they did not pay Steve intern the intern enough. But I've never been as excited to see, I mean, I grew up in London. I've never been as excited to see that pop up as I have <laughs> in the show. <laughs> But we don't get any real shots of London because so it's Exactly,
2: Zartan. it's so unnecessary. They could have literally been at any bank
3: any anywhere. Bank
0: on planet Earth, but London, because <laughs> they're an international terrorist organization, you see, and they do stuff internationally, between <laughs> nations, you know. And so we just see a wall get blown in, and Zartan, who the fuck is Zartan? Like, I should have done more Wikipedia. I don't give a fuck. He's he's Gene
1: people. Simmons from KISS.
0: Yeah, he looks like Gene Simmons fucked a Thundercat. That's what he looks like. Okay, he's Gene Simmons, but he speaks in reverb. I don't know how- Yeah, one of them had an
1: echo, a really awful artificial echo to their voice that just made no sense.
2: What the fuck is with Zartan's voice? It's not an echo and it's not reverb. I'm fully
1: of the opinion that the sound guy on this show was scamming- the producers. Oh, yeah. I think he said, I think, you know, it'd be great for the villain to have an echo in his voice. And he says, no, we're not going to give uh, Cobra Commander the echo in his mask. But that's a good idea. Maybe for someone else. And just gave it to Zartan, who has absolutely no reason to echo. Oh,
0: the the, the sound editor on this show was two 10-year-old boys in a trench coat playing adult. Very much. He scammed the show into thinking that they were real sound editors. Like, There's no... F- <laughs> fucking way this dude was qualified but let's
1: go back to the bank robbery because i want to talk about chainsaw physics oh
0: i want this chainsaw so he sends this blonde ponytail dude with a fucking chainsaw (laughs) on the end of a gun barrel like gun stock like what the fuck but apparently this chainsaw can cut through solid fucking concrete
1: solid concrete Without even breaking a sweat.
0: Nope, just bzzzt, and This the, thing works
2: like a lightsaber.
1: The <laughs> vault
0: doors come down, and they're in the vault, and as they're getting the crap and chucking it into their truck, Cobra Commander calls Zartan. And Cobra Commander's like, no, you gotta leave right away. I got a job for you. And he's like, hey, we're stealing a million dollars over here. And Cobra Commander's like, well, I'll pay
4: you four million dollars.
2: You know, for and it's for a job in L.A., so yeah zartan never heard of the whole uh bird in the hand is worth two in the bush it's like we have a million dollars right here we could keep loading we could tell them we had tire trouble you know they wouldn't know <laughs> let's keep getting this million for this maybe four million we'll wind up right again again just
1: every scene there is just Holy shit! Did that just happen? It did just happen. You get could... that chainsaw just just you know cut through that concrete. That chainsaw just happened, and then the bank robbers drop all the money and uh, and just decide to drive away. I mean, they it's, could have it's had an extra phenomenal. million
0: dollars in gold. <laughs> they had the vault open. Cobra Commander wouldn't know. It would have taken them, like, what, 20 minutes at the rate they were going? They would have driven away with a million dollars in gold, flown to L.A. and done the job for an extra four. It's stupid. Yes! It's stupid.
2: It's so fucking stupid. I'm not saying it's good or makes sense, but how are you not loving this?
0: I, I was. I was loving uh, my ass I was off. not in the mood for this. I Maybe I just needed to be in a different frame of mind, but I was not in the fucking mood for for this shit so yeah they, they do the evil bad guy laugh on the back of the truck as they drive away just to say fuck you to Nick even more <laughs> <laughs> just to piss me off this, this show was like made with a crystal ball just to piss me off in 2021 so now we're at LAX and an airport worker is really happy that uh, the producer has shown up because shipwreck won't stop sexually harassing her from across the room <laughs> Shipwreck is such
2: a
1: perv and his voice does not suit his look. He no, he sounds like no. Steve Buscemi on helium or something. <laughs> and he's like built like an absolute tree trunk. It's, it just does not fit.
2: Again, the sound guys really screwed the producers. <laughs> well, how's it going there, fellow super budget macho soldiers? <laughs> and he's the star
0: of these two episodes he that we're is. watching. <laughs> He is the star of these two episodes. He, <laughs> they're there because they're going to be technical, like a bunch of GI Joes are there. We'll, we'll we'll talk about them all later, including Cover Girl. <laughs> can we can
1: we talk about the name a little we, bit? Can, yes, we can, please.
0: We, absolutely, we can talk about Cover Girl because she's also kind of the co-star of this one. Yeah,
2: I heard the name. I was like, like the fucking makeup brand is that And what the makeup they...
0: and brand had been around for like twenty years at this point. So absolutely, they knew what the fuck they were doing.
2: And as you come, uh, as you come to find out later in this episode, she is a makeup artist as well, like a professional makeup it's disguise artist. And cover
1: girl has so many different wrong meanings now. It's, oh, they it's knew just, exactly.
3: Oh,
2: it's amazing. It's it reminds me of what South Park did with their superheroes. And Wendy, uh, she has like all these phones and does hacking. So she's called her name is Call Girl. <laughs> yep. <laughs>
1: It's pretty much, it's it's basically, that <laughs> it's basically, it's basically that level. It's basically that level
0: of... Oh, my word. Yeah, a little, little subtle sexism. Why the fuck not? Uh, so we're now driving in a limo, and Shipwreck is super impressed with Hollywood Boulevard. And I'm going to stop you right there, Shipwreck. Uh, we've all been to Hollywood Boulevard, and it is a shithole. I have detailed
2: notes about
0: <laughs> <it>. <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood Boulevard, it, it's a shithole now. It was a shithole when I first moved to LA and your this show takes place in the mid eighties. It could only have been shitholier.
1: This episode was sponsored by the LA Tourist Board. Yeah.
2: Shipwreck is oh Hollywood. And this is what Hollywood wants us to think it looks like. Yeah. For those of you who have never been to Hollywood, when you see the red carpet and it's all fashionable, there's always, you know, like the little barricade things to cordon off. On the other side of those are the people patiently just pissing themselves on bus stop benches and Pretty you much. know, things like that.
0: Oh yeah. I have been offered crack on Hollywood Boulevard by the, the nicest drug dealers. They're super nice. <laughs> so just asking me whether I want some crack and I politely <laughs> decline and they're like, Cool man. That is fucking hollywood boulevard it's not glitzy it's not glamorous it is a shithole la is a beautiful city there la is a wonderful city but if you base your impressions of la on hollywood and hollywood boulevard you're gonna think this whole place fucking
2: sucks exactly hollywood is the above ground version of how people imagine new york subway stops
0: oh boy it's like it's like if 1975 times square met today's times square and had a really shitty kid that is hollywood boulevard (laughs) anyways we have dwelt on this crappy (laughs) crappy street long enough
1: we need to get back to the director who will dramatically point right but before we get there
0: Shipwreck is asking about short Shipwreck, of course, he's the sailor of the group. That's why he's called Shipwreck. Very on the nose names here. And but the producer's like, look, we are behind schedule and we really need to get to the next scene. And so we get to the next scene, which is they're out in the desert, which is where they're going to shoot the next big action scene. And Shipwreck lies about... A smoke shifter. He's like, "Hey, look, you you guys don't have any smoke shifters. Like, this can't be an authentic shoot without these things." And the director's like, "Yeah, give him a car and give him some money so he can go into Hollywood and get some smoke
2: shifters." Yeah, they they don't have the right authentic GI Joe equipment. I could pick some up in Hollywood.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure that's one of the many devices that the scamming sound effects guys uh, put on the list of you know under the line costs you know you, mm-hmm. you got you got your standard smoke shifters your your flanging returnables your uh, don't forget
2: headlight fluid headlight fluid yeah 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 these were all code names for drugs <laughs> but it is just a sham because shipwreck just wants to go party he does so
0: he real drives american off. hero real american hero he drives off and Zartan is there with his minions now. They're in LA, and they're there to do evil minion stuff, and so he pretends to be the actor version of himself, and Marty McFly's (laughs) two of the fucking Joes. (laughs) Yes, he does! Yeah, those G.I. Joe... Bikes suck. The Cobra ones are better. How dare you talk poorly about my, no, there's the exact line in this is after we, you know, something, after we show this bozo, who's got the best equipment? this is in the middle of the race because they eventually decide to settle this with a fucking race and (laughs) And
1: it's done in that beautiful long pause delay where they challenge him to a death race (laughs) prove it's better and then long delay cut to mid race with a midnight race (sighs) a
2: midnight race
1: i love it i just it was so good i just with a midnight i just that you can't watch this show without saying holy shit that just happened because holy shit
0: that did just happen this is one of the things
2: uh we've brought up <laughs> in a lot of our episodes where it's someone says something and you cut to a half hour later and they exactly. pick up where they left exactly. off. exactly
1: <laughs> with a midnight race <laughs>
2: I think that's the next shirt. I think.
1: It is. <laughs> <laughs> At some point during this show, I'm going to start a sentence, and <laughs> I won't finish it until a random point later in the podcast. <laughs> I'm not editing this one, so I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I will save Christmas with, and I'm just going to leave that right there.
3: The midnight ring. <laughs>
2: It's just going to be how I finished it. <laughs> <that on. laughs> All right.
0: So these two Joes get ambushed by some Zartans. So the the, the, the Joes, like they're dusty and Reconatron. I don't know what the fuck they two, two randos that are not the main ones and they get ambushed. And are these good? Are they Australian? Are they Cockney? Like, where the fuck are these other guys from? They're clearly from a gay biker gang.
2: London. But...
1: It's it's all it's all part of
2: the Commonwealth. I love these Cobra goons because I know the show is for kids, but this is just goddamn hilarious. They're supposed to be. I mean, yeah, they're a terrorist organization, but they're supposed to be pretty well trained. They have to make the point to say to not shoot until they're in range. <laughs> the guy has to remind his friend. Not to fire until they're in range.
1: <laughs> He's been up all night, you know, drinking the headlight fluid, if you know what I mean. It
2: is LA.
0: <laughs> These guys are not technically Cobra. They are, they are Zartans. Like they're, they're, they're hirelings. Who gives a
2: fuck? Yeah, but still, it's his mercenary group. They're mercenaries, you know? yeah.
0: So the, the two Joes go off a cliff. And they realize out loud before they pass out that, oh, no, that was actually the real Czartan. And, yeah, dude, we're watching the fucking...
1: Oh, no, no, Nick, you missed a bit. The uh, When the explosion happened, they died and were incinerated, and you, there was nothing but their skeletons left.
0: Oh, <laughs> God, of course, yeah. Yep, yeah, sorry. I Again, I was just whiskey is what got me through this shit
1: yeah it was it was really it was really weird I did not expect to see the smoldering skeletons of two guys yeah who... I was
0: told that nobody died in these shows and when they straight up iced these guys I was just like fuck like, I'm,
2: I'm sorry just, there is plenty of Star Wars in this show the burning skeletons, the burning skeletons is not skeletons one would have been too much <laughs> no.
1: yeah I guess yeah <laughs>
2: That's when they hit the
0: copyright infringement. <laughs> so I have to pull oh, we are so close to copyright infringement here. So Cover Girl has gone off to look for shipwreck.
2: God, that fucking name. Yeah, Cover
0: Girl is looking for a shipwreck. These are words I am saying on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> These are words. These are actual words my human mouth is saying. And so she kind of stops at a pool hall conveniently just in time to hear shipwreck having a bar fight. And she goes in to help. And Shipwreck, for like several frames, doesn't have his beard. They just didn't. He's got a beard. He, they didn't animate it. He was clean shaven for like a second and a half.
1: I didn't even spot that. Well,
0: wow. they ran out of beard budget. Apparently, <laughs> The three hay pennies that his fucking beard cost didn't have him. And as they're beating, as she's as they're fighting this fucking line from Cover Girl, she says, figure shipwreck that i'd find you in the sleaziest hole in hollywood
1: yes you knew what you were doing so many lines in this show could have been right out of a porno as you go through the show you pick up more and more it's it's quite remarkable
2: yeah it's not hard to see how the venture brothers came up with their character shore leave
0: (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, so much of G.I. Joe is the setups to porn that doesn't turn into porn. Exactly. That is what most of the shit is.
2: But yeah, again, this is um the behavior of the real American hero. Shirk the responsibilities you've been hired to do to go to a dive bar and start fights. It's
1: what made America great. America. <laughs>
2: Yeah, get into all the sleazy holes. In <laughs> the sleazy
0: holes. <laughs> so while CoverGirl is helping Shipwreck fight, one of Zartan's guys, like Looney Tune, sneaks in. <laughs> yes, he does. To go to the payphone of the bar and call the cops. <laughs> he needed to go into... Like, this is the 80s. There's payphones outside, dude. You don't need to be at the
1: scene. It's it's the most useless scene. I mean, you know, that's where the beard budget went, was that little scene right there.
0: And here's the thing. He, so, so this guy who looks like a, you know, Hell's Angel gay porn star, his, like, giant doppelganger comes around the corner and starts
1: beating the shit out of him. It's like the WWE meme with the guys standing behind... <laughs>
0: yep it's exactly like that okay so back on set they're shooting an action scene chainsaw guy who could you know cut down fucking vault walls comes in and takes a slice out of the water tower that they have in the middle of the desert. Don't think about it.
1: I love the cartoon physics on this thing.
0: Oh yeah, it just like collapses down over where the director's sitting. It
1: starts with a clean swipe, so he has enough time to walk away. And the tower, you know, responds to his, you know, whim to collapse at just the right time. And so this is a cliffhanger. This is a cliffhanger
0: moment in this episode because we get... You know, GI Joe will return after these
2: messages. Oh yeah, Michael Bay and um, Dom DeLuise are going to be in some big trouble when that comes crashing down.
1: (laughs) That's a sitcom I want to (laughs) see. Michael Bay and Dom DeLuise
2: as they learn about the erogenous zones of the '90s. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Yes, please sign me the fuck up for that. Hollywood hire us. We have so many good ideas. And the water tower just misses Dom DeLuise and Michael Bay. <laughs> oh, I forget the dog does something.
1: Oh, the dog double tackle when it collapses. The dog manages to push one person and, through magic, push the other person who's standing like a foot behind him. <laughs> and no yes. Way oh contacted.
0: no. This was like right before they get shot. He kind of like six senses that there. This is going to turn into an ambush, and he. Tackles Mutt, who's got the worst, one of the worst GI Joe names, and a guy that we only later found out his name was Blowtorch. I just had him down as
2: Lucky Charms Iron Man. Yeah, the <laughs> dog's name is Junkyard, and the dog's handler's name is Mutt. I think those were supposed to be swapped.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think somebody just like looked at the call sheet and said, "Fuck it, the
3: dog's
1: Junkyard now." I
0: don't give a fuck. <laughs> just. I'm getting paid in pixies, sticks, and hugs. This is bullshit. When you can
1: spot, you know, just the little studio errors, you know you're watching the best quality material. But
2: we're watching G.I. Joe. We are.
0: Yeah, we're watching (laughs) G.I. Joe. So fighting ensues. I, I didn't give a fuck to write about the details. It just, just fighting ensues. Oh no,
1: we have to talk about uh, the bomb being laid.
0: Yes. Okay. No, we're getting there. Yeah, yeah. That's we're getting there. Yeah. But like a bunch that's of shit the happens.
2: Climax of this scene. Yeah. Okay.
0: So the the one of these fire bats that Cobra Commander was talking about earlier is on the set. And remember how we had this whole thing about uh, we we don't want to destroy the fire bat because it's going to cost a lot of money. We're going to hire these guys to steal it for us. Yeah, apparently that plot line can go fuck itself, because now we're going to put a fucking bomb on it. What? This show cannot pick a fucking plot line. So
2: now, not only that, but Zardan's he's placed the bomb, and it's cool. There's a bit more of a fight, and one of the Joes, blowtorch was it? Yeah. Is trying to, like, pry it off. Because apparently Gorilla Glue is instant in this universe.
1: Whilst the other one has Zartan trapped on the ground. Yeah,
2: but Zartan's like, no, you fools, we'll all be killed Like if the bomb goes off right next to him. The Joe manages to get it off of the jet, whatever, and throw it, and it travels a total of a foot and a half before it explodes. <laughs> how, is this any di- how is this any different than if it was stuck to the plane? Except now the explosion does nothing. And even after that... After the explosion has already dissipated, he tackles his
1: buddy who's got Zartan pinned on the ground.
2: (laughs) Well, what else is there to do?
1: (laughs) It's like I got bored and I I decided I had to tackle my friend who's got this international terrorist trapped.
2: They're trying to find the dankest hole in Hollywood. (laughs) Well, anyway, because of all this, (laughs) Zartan and
0: his goons escape. And Michael Bay is just jizzing in his pants about how awesome the action was. And
1: he expresses this by uh, pointing his hand directly into the air. Yep,
0: as one does. And the first AD is like, "Hey, yeah, so uh, the camera was this camera was crushed." He's like, "What about what about the second camera uh, that got blown up by shrapnel?" And the third one, yeah, that got run over. And then it's like, "Okay, the long shot—we definitely got the long shot." And he like calls up to the the camera and He's like, "I'm ready to ready to roll when you are." I'm gonna give that was good.
2: I'm gonna give this one sequence. I'm gonna give the sequence credit. It was pretty fun. He reminded me of Robin Hood Men in Tights when Robin finds out his whole family's dead. My mother the plague my brothers in the crusades my dog run over by a carriage my goldfish eaten by the cat (laughs) my cat choked on the
1: goldfish (laughs) (laughs) that
0: movie's definitely going on the list because it's good because it's good that's why it's going on the list it's amazing so shipwreck and cover girl get bailed out of jail (laughs) And they need to go find Dusty and Rakondo. Those are the ones who had to go on a midnight fucking race because Zartan called them chicken. And apparently uh, the movie studio has their actual military hardware mixed up with Wild West wagons. They just keep them all in the same area because one of these things is definitely like the other. Makes sense. Yep. (laughs) they steal some of the vehicles that the movie people were going to use for an aerial shot so they fuck up the whole filming for that day to take these cobra flying machines and as he flies away with cover girl shipwreck yells down tell the starlets i'll be back to sign autographs and scarlet calls him out for being a fucking perv and he's just like oh you're no fun anymore now pay
1: attention to the sound effects for this particular flying device because it's gonna it it's gonna sound very familiar very, very fami- soon. we're so close we're so close so
0: cobra commander no idea what you're talking about <laughs> so cobra commander is pissed that Zartan didn't destroy the fire bat, but what you really wanted somebody to steal it. What fucking show are we watching?
1: <laughs> I, I have to say that I was so distracted by this, the epic boxing match on the TV behind Zartan while he was communicating it. <laughs> okay, yes, yes. <laughs> it is the most unbelievably <laughs> shitty animation I have ever seen in my life. It is worth watching this episode just to see that boxing match behind yeah,
2: Nub upset. I have nothing more to add to that point.
0: <laughs> I I, did, I missed that. I don't care to go back and watch it. And it just reiterates that the show was made for a box of milk duds and an IOU. Like This is <laughs> what the fucking budget was on this show. So, apparently in all this stuff, one of Zartan's guys got captured. That's the big thing. So now we're out in the desert and Rakondo and Dusty are hot as fuck. Literally, they're just in the desert, and a coyote comes, and one of them's like, Coyote, they're only dangerous in packs. And then a whole fucking pack comes, and the other guy's just like, Well, great, now you just fucking killed us all.
2: This is the power of not being in the frame at the time because they're in the wide open desert. If they're looking at one of these coyotes, they're seeing all of them. They're like, Oh, it's not dangerous if it's not a pack. Don't pan the camera, <laughs> and we'll be safe. <laughs>
1: It just it's the same thing from mortal kombat <laughs>
2: yeah the greased up guys that
1: snuck in on them not noticed because off camera no guys these are phase
0: coyotes
1: they've come from the ethereal plane. <laughs> oh man and i actually really love this sequence because i mean we get to a moment where they try to
2: fend off coyotes with gentle yoga <laughs> this whole fucking sequence and then they think they're absolutely fucked because Cobra aircraft starts coming in. They know it's not Cobra because Shipwreck yells, yo, Joe, which you would totally be able to hear over the engines and everything. Over the sound
0: of TIE Fighters. Here it <laughs> the is. The
1: sound of TIE Fighters <laughs> begins here.
0: And and Listener. When we say the sound of TIE Fighters, we don't mean like, oh, it kind of sounds like TIE Fighters, or it's in the the ballpark. They literally copy-pasted the motherfucking sound effect (laughs) of an Imperial (laughs) TIE Fighter from Star Wars. And I know which
1: one, because in the subsequent scene, they literally ripped the voice of Darth Vader. It's still in the bloody audio. (laughs) It is Darth Vader in his TIE fighter targeting Luke. It is it is spot on from the movie. I texted both of these guys. I texted half my friends, four family members, and the barista down the road. I was like, this was fucking bullshit.
2: Absolutely all of this is true. I don't know about the barista, but...
1: George Lucas, you have a reason to return my phone calls.
2: <laughs> yes,
0: you can get so much money by suing Hasbro copy paste literally copy paste it's fucking insane so whatever so shipwreck comes in on his tie fighter and straight up like he kicks the coyotes away and he one of them grabs his
2: legs yeah he needed the uh shark repellent bat spray at that point <laughs> <laughs> well i mean it would be the, co- the, the 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 coyote repellent bat spray yeah
1: yeah. But no, he finds his own way.
2: And there's just suddenly a gorge with a river in it right next to him and he makes a roadrunner reference. <laughs> yeah, he kicks the coyote that's like grabbed his leg off into
0: this canyon. This yeah. coyote's dead, right? Like there no, it does not survive this fall. And we don't see the body afterwards. So, and
1: this is coyote murder. This is
0: this is coyote murder. We witnessed coyote murder, and shipwreck just goes...
2: Nick made a good point. We don't see the body. So it could be out there planning its revenge. There are multiple seasons of G.I. Joe. I
0: want to see that fucking episode. Like, coyote training montage. It's got, like, a picture of <laughs> shipwreck in its room as it does push-ups. It's like sharpening a fucking knife
1: menacingly. I want to see Cobra... Cobra rebuilding it into the million dollar Coyote
2: <laughs> Coyote. <laughs> but why do that when you could have a four million dollar coyote? <laughs> it's cheaper. Never mind, just blow up the coyote. It's it
1: looks better at accounts
2: if we spend two million instead of four million. As we're saying, he kicks the coyote <laughs> off into this giant gorge with a river and and goes meet meet. He full on road runners, yeah
1: about murdering a coyote.
2: Well what else are you going to do?
1: And listen, I hate coyotes. Coyotes like prowl our neighborhood, they attack dogs, they're horrible, horrible pests in our region. But this is just full on throwing it from a great height. This is
2: gratuitous <laughs> awful way to die. It's more of shaking it off. The gorge just happened to be there. <laughs>
0: So they fly back to the, he flies back to the studio to let everybody know that he's found his buds, and this is where we hear again more Tie Fighter noises and Darth Vader breathing. As
1: how the fuck were you not sued? How they were not how sued? I have no fuck fuck idea. Were you it's, not sued? It's just theft. It's there's just, no way
0: they license these sounds. There's no, no way fucking out. way. Anyway, so uh, shipwreck finds mutt and junkyard knocked out. And he gets attacked by Zartan and his goons, and again, like one of those moments where you're like, and then this happened. Shipwreck gets knocked out. He falls into the Hell Bat, hits the homing beacon button, and the thing starts auto flying its way back to Cobra headquarters.
2: <laughs> those are words I said. <laughs> <laughs> the thing, the thing they wanted to happen but without the Joes knowing about it.
0: Right.
1: You see, subconsciously, Nick, you have fallen into, holy shit, that just happened.
0: (laughs) So shipwreck arrives at Cobra headquarters. God, it looks like... Something out of a porn sheet when they circle around him and, the, and the op- <laughs> it's
1: just, it's, it looks wrong. They decided, everyone at Cobra decided, we are not going to tie him up. What we're going to do is we're going to pose over him in a circle. We're,
2: we're going to stand here and wait for him to wake up. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> and then we're going to have a reverse, like, crotch shot from S- Shipwreck's point of view. It's a whole thing. Shipwreck tries to fight them. He fails. I think they knock him out or something. And Cobra Commander's words are...
2: Yes! Take him inside for our amusement. As he's making a big-ass fist, and we (laughs) already know what shipwreck's into.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And more dramatic pointing, too. I love it. This is absolutely nuts.
0: So the rest of the Joes are at the commissary at the studio, and they're talking about how Zartan <laughs> must have been wanting to get the fire bat to take it back to Cobra headquarters. Pick a fucking plot, Joe. <laughs> Pick a. Does it need to get blown up? Does it need to get back to Jesus? Like, come on. There were there was there was a writer's room. Somebody must have noticed this. Ugh. anyway so the producer walks
2: in they noticed the coke was running low
1: I, I have a theory that they had writers but there was never they would never lasted in the writers room for more than a day like each time they just they'd exchange writers and the new writers would come in and do the next three pages
2: and then the other writers would come in and do the next three <laughs> there was an exercise we did in um, I think it was seventh grade where you would start writing a story and then
1: pass it along
2: yeah, and you had like three minutes or something like that, and you would pass along. You'd basically read like the last sentence yeah. that someone wrote, and you had to try and continue their story. And it would go all the way around the classroom, and then you'd read just. This the is whole how thing. it was written.
1: Yeah, this is one hundred percent how that was written.
0: <laughs> so the producer walks in, Dom DeLuise, and he asks them about how they're going to fuck up his movie tomorrow. Like basically, like at this point, are you guys going to burn the studio down? Foreshadowing, and <laughs> Cover Girl gets a bright idea that they're going to use Hollywood magic to get Shipwreck back.
1: That makes no sense.
0: It'll make less sense <laughs> when we actually see what her fucking idea is. So now we're back at Cobra Command headquarters, or whatever the fuck Here they call we it. Go. And Shipwreck is standing on a beam that's over a
2: vat of molten metal question mark (laughs) i i think like that's where my mind went to but my head cannon transformed into it's actually hot oil and after he's fallen in for about you know 15 to 20 minutes they're gonna have some nice fried shipwreck for dinner yeah shipwreck tempura i think that's what's the general
0: vibe they're fucking cannibals and so shipwreck Ask Cobra Commander, do you expect me to talk? And Cobra Commander says, no, we expect
2: you to fry. And that's where my idea came from.
1: (laughs) This was the point where screenwriter number nine, whose turn it was to get at the script, dropped the mic and peaced (laughs) out of Hollywood. His entire (laughs) life's work was accomplished and he could return to his hometown of Snerling where he could (laughs) open his frozen yogurt store.
3: (laughs) Yep, just
0: basically (laughs) remix the James Bond line and fuck y'all, I'm out of here. Peace. They all start shooting at him, pew, pew, pew. And he has to like dance on the beam to avoid getting shot. It's Yeah,
2: it's the old Western, you know, bully in the saloon, dance, dance, boy. (laughs) Come on, McFly.
0: And so Cobra gets a call. Cobra Commander gets a call on Cobra's ultra-secret frequency, which apparently (laughs) G.I. Joe has. The Joes have their super-ultra-secret, no seriously, don't talk about it, frequency.
3: Yes.
2: That's not possible! (laughs) Inconceivable! Yeah, it's CoverGirl calling Cobra on their own secret radio band.
0: Right, and so CoverGirl says that they're going to torture Cobra torch who's one of zartan's village people biker henchmen (laughs) for the location of their base unless they give back shipwreck and destro is who's the i don't know silver
1: surfer of cobra
0: is like super like oh they're gonna use your your ways against you and he's impressed
1: and cobra commander buys it he full on accepts that the G.I. Joes are about to viciously torture and murder one of the one of the gang members.
0: Yep. And so he says, alright, alright, we'll we'll give him back. And psych, it's not torch. It's who I don't give a fuck. It's one of it's the Joes.
2: mustache guy. Yeah, we'll call him Mustache Ride. Yeah, mustache I mean they all had the, they all
1: had the same body type, so they just had to throw mustaches on some of them. It was so
0: yeah, because Cover Girl is like good at disguises, disguised one of the Joes to look like, and they so they faked a torture scene because the real torch is in Studio Jail. <laughs> yeah, he's in jail for some reason no no, because because he he's the one they captured because they weren't going to torture him really because then they'd look like assholes and so he was supposed to be in a maximum security prison there's like the the studio guards are talking about this and like yeah well the the fbi is gonna pick him up tomorrow
2: yeah but instead he's just down at the old who's gal
0: (laughs) right he's there well no they needed him to make no
2: i know they they needed him out of the way and they needed the template to do the makeup effects and everything. Right. But I'm saying, instead of being in some maximum security facility, he's just down at the old drunk tank.
1: Can we please get to the casual dune buggy escape?
0: <laughs> sure. <laughs> now, because he's in this lightly guarded... <laughs> only
1: watching this show. Can I say these sentences? I'm ta- I'm enjoying every moment.
0: Yeah, because Torch is in this lightly guarded movie prison. His buddies show up on a dune buggy and bust him out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Casually, dune buggies driving around. Absolutely, no need for dune buggies, but it's just—it's so brilliant in such a terrible
0: way. Yeah. So they—they they, they get torch out and they're dune buggying away. <laughs> Zartan figures that Cover girl must be up to something with all this stuff that's going on. Again, I did commit much of this to memory because it's, it's fucking
2: stupid. <laughs> Well, he gets he gets radioed about how they have to go save the guy from the Joes. and He's like, uh, no, we just broke him out of prison. What the fuck are you talking about?
0: Yeah. So they go to some dilapidated building where I guess they're hiding out and they try to call Cobra Commander on, I guess, the less super secret frequency. Who the fuck knows? And so they can't reach him. And somehow, in this fucking scene, because they're not done with Star Wars yet, for no fucking reason, at the end of the call, there are lightsaber noises.
2: And Zartan's plate lights up at the same time. <laughs> I can understand
1: why they stole it for the flying machine, but there was no need for a lightsaber noise.
2: <laughs> this chest plate, which... Up until now, only seems like a piece of armor or something. Suddenly it lights up and there's lightsaber noises. I fucking love this show. <laughs> it makes no sense.
0: I fucking hate this show. <laughs> <laughs> because of this i had the opposite reaction like jesus christ it's, again i was like jules hey the tie fighter like fuck you for stealing tie fighter noises but i get why you did it for a flying vehicle there's no goddamn reason for this, this makes I no mean, fucking sense no fucking at goodness. all i'm not in the mood for this bullshit nick is grumpy <laughs> anyways so cobra commander shows up with a tied up shipwreck and a squadron of hell bats he just brings them all back now and he lands, won't give girl shipwreck without Torch being there because they didn't bring a torch, the, the dude. And yeah, he won't give them, them shipwreck because he's not a complete fucking idiot. I mean, he's a big idiot in general in this show, but he's not a complete fucking idiot.
1: I, I would like to take a moment to appreciate how good at uh, Cobra Commander is at parking one of those flying spaceships. <laughs> he's perfectly
0: within the lines really impressive yeah they it's really tough the the instructors for that are really tough <laughs>
2: that's why he rose to the ranks to commander so swiftly
0: tied up shipwreck falls over and like knocks cobra commander over with his pistol and this starts a fight
2: yes because it's apparently a trap
0: yep destro who's again destro's who's the arms dealer or he flies with them for reason fuck the show uh, I'm, just, I'm gonna be saying that a lot i'm gonna be saying that so often he says yeah it's a trap and like tells the rest of the cobra motherfuckers to fight so fighting ensues and they get their shit
1: wrecked there's a beautiful dialogue exchange which is you know identical to an exchange that john and i had whilst watching this show which was what's going on i don't know but it's beautiful <laughs> that 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 was the exchange.
2: Yeah, that is <laughs> Oh yeah, Michael Michael Bay.
0: Michael Yeah, Bay 80s again. Michael Bay is he's loving this. He tells his crew to start filming, and then G.I. Joe fighter planes come out of nowhere for reasons. Go fuck yourself.
1: <laughs> Four sex machina.
0: Yeah. Fucking F definitely not F-14's X machina come in and start shooting because why the fuck not and, and this is
1: the point where I, where the shouting gojo was not only getting annoying but seemed like it was a really bad idea because it just warns your enemy that you're about to do something none of the gojo cobra battle cries thing made any sense to me it's just flagging your attack and they're just lame they're both really lame like, they're not intimidating.
3: Well,
2: anyone who just goes around shouting their side, it, it never really impresses. It's the O'Doyle rules, you know.
0: <laughs> and so, all the Cobra planes that get shut out of the sky, you have to see every single pilot parachute out. No one's you know,
2: allowed to die. No
0: one's allowed to die. And it's so crazy because um, Larry Hanna, the artist who did the original G.I. Joe comics, He was a Vietnam veteran, and he basically said, "Yeah, it's bullshit that we don't show death. It's disrespectful." Like he did this whole. Yeah, he was like not. They do show
1: friendly fire though, because one of the uh, U.S. Air Force planes shoots a random set building for no reason.
0: Yeah, it does. (laughs) Just blows (laughs) up the fucking
1: building for (laughs) no reason. There's nothing, in there's
0: there's no indication.
1: Somehow, Dave the intern got into one of those planes, and (laughs)
2: sorry, boss. (laughs) <laughs> well i love that now we have you know we had like our three or four joes and the few cobra on the ground they were shooting at each other and now they are literally surrounded by everyone who is now paratrooped in <laughs> yeah and so now this set is just <laughs> overrun with cobra units so the camera truck leaves so that uh
0: michael bay has got a Camera truck set up, and they just zoom to like film all this action, and they drop Dom Deluise. Like, he f- Dom Deluise falls out of the truck.
1: It's funny because he's fat.
0: It is funny because he's fat, and so yeah, yeah. This GI Joe fighter you're talking about, he blows up a western set for no fucking reason, except Cobra Commander's in there. Cobra Commander is somehow teleported to this western set <laughs> and is shooting out of a
2: saloon.
1: Building,
2: yeah, trading shots with Cover Girl.
1: Did you notice that he actually shot Cover Girl in the stomach? No, I didn't, notice. and she died right there, you know. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> but no, she gets up, it was all yep. a dream,
2: so and, and ship- shipwreck appears. With a covered wagon that's on fire and shoves it into the <laughs> saloon. <laughs>
0: yeah, he tries to straight up ice fucking Cobra
1: Commander <laughs> with this flaming thing. And it's far too casual that he can
2: full on push a fiery wagon. Again, you, you know, seen? flagging his
1: attack by shouting Gojo again.
2: Covergirl's Girl's not upset that he's committing murder, but now he'll be able to sneak out the back.
0: Yeah, and no other time beforehand could he possibly sneak out the back.
1: And another line that that could that would have been said by any pornographic movie director. Now they'll slip out the back.
2: <laughs> and the back of this saloon is the Acropolis, where the Parthenon is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, they're suddenly in fucking Athens because it's a movie backlot. I love this. So Destro saves Cobra <laughs> Commander. I knew that line would get you, Jules. It did. <laughs> you know,
0: <laughs> And you know, Komodo was like, "Ah, you saved me." And Destro was like, "I didn't save you. I saved a customer." And
1: porn music starts playing. Porn music starts playing as we as we pan over the wreckage. Just <laughs> pornographic music, full on.
0: So the producer is now pissed that they burned the studio down because it is on fire. That whole thing was foreshadowing earlier. But why? You're not a studio executive. Like, are you on the hook for the thing burning down? It wasn't your fault. Why are you pissed? There's no reason.
2: Maybe he's on the hook for hiring the Joes in the first place. Who the fuck knows? But
0: 80s Michael Bay is fucking ecstatic because he got the whole thing on film. So cut to a movie premiere at knockoff Grauman's Chinese Theater.
2: No one showed up. Well, the Joes did. In their matching tuxedos, including cover Girl.
0: Including Cover Girl. Cover girls in a tuxedo. <laughs> all in matching tuxedos and...
2: Because a dress would have been too
1: expensive to... <laughs> it's
0: equal... It's because of equality. Come on. Yeah.
1: Of course. Yeah, of course.
0: Also, guys, not to be racist, okay? You know, I'm not racist, but...
1: This never ends well. <laughs>
0: I was about to say, wait, what's racist here? It's just everybody's white. Yeah, all these white guys outside of their costumes look exactly the fucking same. yeah all these white The facial
1: hair is different
0: the facial hair might be slightly different but it's the same head they all that was what I was bringing
1: up that's the only the cheapest way to make them look different was just to give them a mustache rather than giving them any variance in body shape
0: that and a whole costume but yeah everything else they look exactly the same
1: I mean they couldn't even just sort of adjust the height a little no
2: nope thin face full face nope (laughs)
0: So <laughs> 80s Michael Bay shows up in a limo and he's like, you know, talking about how oh, this is the greatest movie he's ever made and he really strives for that. Disney and he really needs to thank some people who, you know, got him through, the help, really helped him out with this movie. And
2: and the Joes are all nudging and winking
0: each other like, oh yeah, here we and go. And Shipwreck is really emotionally invested in like being thanked by this movie director and the movie director's, yeah, I want to thank my mom and dad. And apparently this turns Shipwreck into a, Murderous motherfucker, because he's like, I'll mortalize the bum, and blah, 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 yeah, blah, he blah, does
2: blah. a full Three Stooges bit, and I mortalize him and has to get held back as he's shaking his arms and kicking.
1: This is a figure that kids were looking up to. People, this is this is the kind
2: of again, the guy who didn't even want to be on the movie set and just wanted to go get drunk and start fights. Yes. Yeah, it's pissed that he didn't get thanked by the
0: director. makes sense
1: people complain about celebrities being role models not being good role models but animated cartoons have
0: a far greater
2: impact on (laughs) exactly it's just so all
0: right well i need to go huff some paint to forget that i ever saw that so we're gonna take a break (laughs) and we'll be right back for our second episode of gi joe cobra claws are coming to town
1: Let's stop in this convenience store and get some candy.
2: Hey, that sign says we need to put masks on.
1: What are you, some kind of wimp?
2: All right,
0: boys, wearing masks is nothing to sneeze at. It's blue torch and snake eyes. Listen here, there's a pandemic going on, and wearing masks is one of the best ways to make sure you and your fellow citizens stay healthy. But they're so uncomfortable. Right, they are a little, but it's worth it to make sure that you and those around you are all safe. Plus, Snake Eyes here doesn't complain about his mask. Yeah, it's worth it. And the right thing to do. That's the spirit. All right, your boys got really quiet all of a sudden.
1: Uh, yeah, it's it's just that this is a Millennial Rewind sketch, which are usually super wacky and call out something absurd or offensive from the thing
0: they're reviewing. These PSAs might have been part of a multimedia campaign designed to brainwash kids into buying toys. And they certainly were cheesy but their messages had good advice. If they saved one kid's life, it's worth it for all the cheesiness. I never thought about it that way. And now we know. And knowing is five-ninths of the battle.
1: There's the Millennial Rewind wackiness. They still got through it with no one swearing. I got seven-tenths of an erection.
2: (laughs) We've had a couple battles already. (laughs) Where
1: did five-fucking-tenths come from? (laughs) Five-ninths?
0: Nine-fifths or whatever. (laughs) And we're back, and we're going to be watching the G.I. Joe Christmas special. So some of the Joes are driving through the snow. It's shipwreck, it's cover girl, and I, I, I have to a...
1: interpose real fast because this episode really sets up something great because there's a story by and two writers. So this is going to be absolute purpose. They had
0: some extra Charleston shoes in the fucking break room to pay for them.
2: The the second writer was brought in just for Polly, <laughs> a.k.a. the scrappy do of this show. Yes,
0: the scrappy do of this show. Yeah, so uh, Shipwreck sometimes in this show has a green parrot called Polly. And shipwreck's a fucking asshole to this parrot.
1: <laughs> First line is to threaten to kill it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because this parrot is like in the spirit of Christmas. Look, he's got an annoying voice. I will give him that. But this parrot is in the spirit of Christmas. He is joyfully singing jingle bells. Jingle bells, jingle bells,
3: jingle bells.
0: Literally like that. John, you nailed Polly's voice. And, yeah, basically, Shipwreck responds to this by threatening to kill him, to turn him into a feather duster.
2: Clamps his beak shut.
0: <laughs> I've seen multiple episodes of this with Shipwreck. And, yeah, Shipwreck is just in at all times a dick to Polly. because. Well, speaking
2: of being a dick to Polly, Polly is forced to ride on his shoulder in an open Jeep in a snowstorm.
0: Yeah, Polly should be dead at this point. <laughs> Polly want a sweater? Park! Polly want human decency? Park!
2: There are flus! There are flus! <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway, so they're, these Joes are bringing some toys for the kids at the children's hospital. It's the biggest haul they've ever had. Cobra attacks them in definitely not an A-10 warthog. It's a predator available at your local toy store for $49.95.
1: Can we talk about this uh, This character's name?
0: Oh, you mean Wild Weasel? <laughs> the the cobra pilot of this thing whose name is Wild Weasel. Yes, we can talk about this, Jules. We can talk about this. A great fucking best length.
1: penis nickname. Ever.
2: <laughs> you never know where it's gonna go or what it's gonna do. <laughs> it's the Wild Weasel.
0: Oh, and they've got to. You've always got to remind the kids of the character names because one, there's way too many fucking characters, and they need to remind you so that you know which toy to buy after you've watched the episode.
2: Yeah, Nick's already hit on it. I, I was putting it in here because this was the first of the two episodes I watched. But yeah, at every point, everyone addresses each other or announces themselves by their name. <laughs> and so Wild Weasel and his
0: Rattler, <laughs> they, they make sure to tell you also the name <laughs> of every the
2: fucking...
0: <laughs> I
3: Every can't, time,
1: I can't with Wild Weasel.
0: So Shipwreck yells, find us some cover or we'll be eating some eating asphalt. They knew what they were doing. And so they force the Joes into a trench to avoid getting shot by this rattler. Uh,
1: well, he also he also points and says, head for that pile of rocks when it's clearly a mountain pass.
2: And it's not like they're going into a tunnel or anything. It's still open to the <laughs> air. How did they lose? What? Well, we learn that this is a ruse. Yes, but still, point being... It's the fact that they think they're going to be able to escape by just driving on a narrower road.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like a slight <laughs> trench thing. Who knows? Anyways, so this is a very convenient place for this character's name is Firefly to sneak in and put something into
2: the toy wagon that they're dragging behind their Jeep. Well, one of the laser blasts makes a crater they almost drove into, so they stop there. Right. Because Makes now sense. they're safe because they stopped right next to where the enemy shot.
1: But that door is ludicrously convenient. I mean, it's just... Ludicrously
0: convenient. It's a, it's, it's a Star Wars, Star Trek, like, automatic metal door into a secret mountain base. Like, And
1: added to that, none of them check the rearview mirrors or look back at the plane that's been shooting at them because he just... The, the dude just full-on walks up without a monicum of stealth
2: <laughs> not a care. he may as well have just been whistling
3: <whistles>
2: oh, nothing going on back here Ooh, definitely not <laughs> putting anything into your toy wagon what, what this made me think was oh shit cobra's got like a tunnel network and you know and all this places to amb ready to ambush the joes but as we'll learn in this episode this was their one shot for this plan to work this They only had one chance to do this. So this guy had to be at the right door, or maybe there's only one door, and it was easy to funnel him that way. I don't know. Who the fuck knows? But this works. And
0: so the Rattler flies away with Wild Weasel in it, and (laughs) Shipwreck's like, what the fuck? Why is he flying away? He could have blown us out. And Cover Girl just says, let's not look a gift horse in the mouth. And as they drive away to G.I. Joe headquarters, there's an evil rocking horse in their toy (laughs) wagon. Yes, because apparently
1: you
2: need to look it in the eyes, because they flash.
1: In addition to that, that contradicts the statement of, we made it, that they said, (laughs) two minutes. They did not know what the situation was was between, you know, was it a point of safety, or were they still in danger? uh, uh, Just... I I didn't even get to enjoy the gift horse pun because of that. So they make it back to G.I. Joe
0: headquarters, and in big bright lights on the outside, it says Merry Christmas. And do you know why, guys? Because this show isn't made by a bunch of godless communists. That's why.
1: Can can I please talk about their Doom Fortress? Yes. These G.I. Joes have a Doom Fortress that would make Megatron blush. It is this gigantic, (laughs) high-tech, you know, giant guns, lasers everywhere fortress. You can put Merry Christmas and lights on it all you want, but it's a Doom Fortress.
0: Yep. It is a Doom Fortress. It's big. It's concrete. It's blocky. It's covered in snow because it's, you know, that time of year. And so they unload their toys in a big-ass toy warehouse that they've got going on. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) Because <laughs> I, the way they were talking, I thought they were taking those toys straight to the children's
2: hospital. No, they've got a whole fucking depot. Yeah, they got a horde. When is this getting put on like the cargo plane to get, I don't know, air dropped on an orphanage or something? Who the fuck knows? But So they unload the toys and Blowtorch,
0: who speaks in an Irish accent for reasons, even though canonically he's from St. Petersburg, Florida... No shit. At least that's what Wikipedia says. But yeah, I uh, so
2: are you fucking with me, like with Jupiter? No, no. This is
0: I'm not actually fucking with you. According to Wikipedia, he's supposed to be from like Saint Petersburg, Florida. But Michael Bell, who also plays Duke, decided to go with an Irish accent for him, which is why I have him as Lucky Charms Iron Man
2: because uh, Saint Petersburg, Saint Patrick. It's all the same. Ah, that's <laughs> right. Right here in
0: the bayous of northern Florida, this is our native accent.
2: I mean, at least it would have kind of made sense if you went Russian with St. Petersburg. So CoverGirl is walking with Duke,
0: and CoverGirl is really worried that Cobra might attack them during Christmas because they're really short-staffed because uh, so many Joes went on holiday leave. And Duke assures her that nobody is going to be able to get in because of their automated defense grid. And why is the switch that activates the automated defense grid outside in
2: the snow really
0: conspicuous?
1: With a giant label on it.
2: (laughs) Because... Whenever you have to make a dramatic run to safety and you're being chased, it has to be as close to the wall, you know, to the outer wall as possible. So you can, like, slap it as you dive through and then the lasers come down. And this safe. will
1: not be the only oversized switch in this episode.
0: <laughs> it, yeah, conveniently placed in a place where uh, it probably shouldn't. So cut to dinner. We see a giant turkey, and Roadblock, one of the few black characters in the show, goes, smack your lips and feast your eyes.
2: Roadblock cooked you a big surprise. I am surprised that you got that quote as well with talking about how little you paid attention. But yeah, that is literally the quote. I have it here as well. Me too.
0: (laughs) They have one of the few black characters speak Ah. almost entirely in rhyme throughout the show, and Ah. the only reason, I think, is because... Somebody said, the same person who said, no, you can't call him Jew producer said, no, you can't have him rap all the time. (laughs) There was just one person who said, no, you can't do that. So brings out a big turkey dinner. Duke carves it
2: and gives the dog a giant turkey leg. He's the only one who spoke up. Duke asked who wanted a leg. Junkyard spoke up. What a
1: slap in the face to the chef. First leg goes to the dog. Really? I would be furious, but apparently they're all super happy about the situation. This is one of those incredible no conflict scenes that you'll find in this in this show.
0: And this dog has one of the worst barking sound effects I've ever heard. <laughs> but honestly, at this point, I'm so glad it didn't say, "Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope." <laughs> <laughs> I'm just grateful it was a dog sound. That's at uh, this point.
2: So it's blubbling like R2D2. How you feeling there? How you feeling there, boy? no no no. solo.
0: <laughs> yep, that honestly, I'm just grateful it wasn't that. And so uh Mutt, <laughs> who's junkyard's master owner whatever is super bummed about something and he's like hey guys i'll i'll eat later i'm gonna go be sad somewhere oh cool so you came to dinner sat there moped
2: and then just decided to leave in a huff no Mutt has this weird self-fulfilling prophecy thing where his backstory involves always being left out on the holidays and like not being allowed to help trim the tree or participate in any sort of way so now that he's at a group event he decides to go be alone yeah it's sad it's really sad
1: pay very close a- attention to this particular arc because um it is so well uh, thought out and gets resolved with you know absolute lightning precision yep, uh, yep i love how does. you said
2: this is thought out <laughs> it's cute
0: yeah so yeah his whole thing is like his parents who like weren't mean to him weren't you know he didn't he didn't have his parents die on christmas his whole baggage around christmas is that his parents just did everything and gave him an awesome christmas apparently and he just wasn't allowed to do anything
1: his his complaint is his
2: parents did all the work i didn't even get to hang my own stocking
0: I, he didn't get to hang his own stocking, but he's really grateful that Junkyard the dog abandoned his turkey leg to come mope with him. Even though I feel like the dog could have brought the turkey leg, I feel like Junkyard could have had a turkey leg and been a good boy.
2: That's just me. I I refuse to believe that he did not just wolf that damn thing down <laughs> and then run outside.
1: That that no dog on the planet. No, we 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 see him
2: very clearly leaving. I know, party. but I refuse to believe it. Yes. Fair enough. It's, it's, it's there This is not a dog. He... That's what, No, he very clearly walked away from it.
1: This is a robot in
0: a dog costume. So they hear something, and they go into this room, him and the dog. It turns out that the rocking horse is a Trojan horse, because tidy little cobra commandos <laughs> bust yes! out of the fucking rocking horse.
1: At which point, uh, the character from South Park said, Oh, I get it. A Mongolian Trojan horse. Mongolians think they're going to sneak inside my wall without getting sweet and sour pork on their heads
0: Uh, it might as well might as well
2: but you know Mr. Hoodoo nothing suspicious going on here put the horse in their cart
0: but a horse but also like there's some teddy bears explode and they've got that's what I'm
2: saying he put the horse in he put the horse in how do five other toys explode full of cobra units (sighs) Yeah, I
0: don't know I don't know, and so uh, Mutt manages to sound the alarm, which is a giant lever on the wall. As all things are in this fucking show, right before the Cobra
2: vehicle's <laughs> sleeping gas him. Yeah, they hit him with this green gas, and as we all know, anesthetics are instant. So major blood.
0: I originally had him down as porn stash pirate Cobra. <laughs> tells Baroness to destroy the defense grid. And they destroy the defense grid to not let in an overwhelming army of Cobra troops. No, no, no. It is to let in one single
2: dude. Who climbs the shit out of that wall.
1: The rest of them are many people, that villainous borrowers coming out of the toys. (laughs) So the the one dude
0: they let in is Firefly, who put the toys in the cart in the first place so the joes run out to see what's going on because the alarm's been pulled they've all got their guns and firefly shoots a ray at the cobras that turns
1: them to normal size wait 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 before that happens we get a line this has got to be a joke and uh my note is somehow the screenwriter's first reaction to this episode story ended up in the actual script
0: (laughs) And so Cobra Commander comes out to the surrounded Joes and says,
4: Seasons greetings! Ha
0: ha ha And so the Joes are surrounded, and instead of surrendering, because they would obviously all be killed, Co- Covergirl just yo-joes it and starts fucking shooting from an exposed position. They yep. all immediately get shot and killed, and Cobra wins the day, which I didn't think they did in these shows. Very
1: very tragic end to the show, yeah. And a Christmas thing, yeah. mean, you know.
0: Like, Killed by their own hubris. That was a, that was, was a
1: brave, brave choice.
0: I think it got some <laughs> Emmys, actually. <laughs> just kidding. It just starts a regular old fucking GI Joe fight, and uh, in the melee, cover
2: girl gets
1: karate chopped. The robots, it turns out, are designed to hug
2: you to death. Oh, I fucking love these things. I was trying, I was trying to figure out how to describe them. They are referred to as the Snake Robots. Deploy the Snake Robots. There is nothing serpentine about these. <laughs> the best thing I could come up with was it's sort of like uh, the full astronaut suit for when they're doing spacewalks, except the helmet is three times the size and looks more like the stormtroopers on Endor. You know, the ones that ride the, the hover bike things.
0: What are those creatures from S- Battlestar Galactica with the red... the Cylons. Yeah, these look like Cylons that couldn't stop eating. <laughs> these are just some fat-ass Cylons.
1: Or Daleks that got
2: really ripped and got two extra poles as arms. It's like you took a drawing of a stereotypical tombstone... And then added lines so that it had legs and arms. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, terrible battle bots. The snake robots. Snake snake robots. robots.
0: (laughs) My refrigerator is more snake-like than these fucking things. (laughs) So one of them grabs Duke, and Duke is like, I didn't know you cared, because it's kind of like hugging him, and he just shoots it in the face. (laughs) And then the subsequent expirates Light explosion from this robot, the light amounts of shrapnel hit a bunch of other robots and destroy them somehow. Who the fuck knows
2: that's some solid destro manufacturing right there,
0: <laughs> and so Baroness shoots some knockout gas at the Joe's and knocks them out, including Polly the parrot Polly the parrot came out to throw down and got knocked out with the rest I'm of. I'm sorry
1: them. we did we did miss a bunch of things here. Well, for those so when Firefly, after he's shot, uh, and one of the GI Joes shoots at him, he grabs hold of the ledge, and the gun drops, and lands uh, quite casually on the ground. But then decides to split apart into its component parts.
2: That is an important. That is an important part. Yeah, all the tape, the tape just wouldn't hold any longer, and so the paper towel tube barrel fell off the front.
1: And you have to, you have to admire lines like that. Cooked his cupcake, if you know what I mean. Do you?
2: I don't know do what that you? means. I don't and I don't care. I don't care about what Yeah, that I meant means. do you have to respect it? <laughs> yeah, and now Baroness is gassing everyone and all I could think of for the music was it's high tension at the carnival games. It's almost circus music <laughs> going but on. But for some
1: reason, use the gas outside in the midst of a snowy day where it's clearly cold and windy. Apparently that's better than An explosion.
2: Yeah, but if it just, as long as the wind wafts it into the Joe's general direction, they're instantly incapacitated.
1: In a highly ventilated area. Because
2: that's how it works. (laughs) It's green.
1: And that great suggestion that gets shouted out, don't breathe, has to be the most useless suggestion anyone has ever shouted. (laughs) Slow your heart rate. Stop digesting everyone! I have
0: already yeah, I've I just skipped over all of this because I stopped giving a shit at this point. <laughs> so anyways, for the fourth time now, the Joes are now captured. We are moving the fuck <laughs> on.
1: Did you notice how the eye patch dude sounded like he was on helium?
0: Yes, he sounds like Cobra Commander on helium trying to do an
2: Australian accent. I love <laughs> how Nick keeps trying to move on and just, oh, did you notice this? Did No, you notice I didn't, Jules. The answer I've is no so and stop
4: noticing so things. I, want, I need this to be
0: over. I need this in my soul of souls <laughs> to be over so I can cleanse myself in the healing waters of scotch. I need to move on. <laughs> so the cobras are blabbing about their plan to attack keystone city with the joe's equipment and cover goes like oh yeah because the government will think we did it and then they show them a video with duke telling the city that they're now under martial law and how they're not patriotic anymore and blah, blah 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 but psych it's not actually duke it's zentar pretending to be duke But they think that it's going to be the real Duke, and that'll confirm that the Joes did it. This is the plan. This is the plan, people.
2: I still don't get how the plan doesn't actually work. Because what we see at the end is Joes' equipment attacking a city, and Cobra comes and stops them. We, the audience, know what's going on, but no one else does. It's very true. I didn't consider that
0: because, fuck him. Anyway, so now the Joes are in a meat locker. And this gets to where, what you were talking about. So there, so it's a meat locker. Their wrists are all tied and they're all hooked onto these, you know, meat hooks. And shipwreck says, you know, me and that side of beef could have a meaningful relationship. There's a hanging side of beef right next to him. And Holy shit. What the fuck did I just watch?
2: Yeah. The cobras have locked them into the, uh, have locked him into the freezer and i forget god i didn't actually write it down but i wrote pun game that tells them to chill or they're keeping him on ice or something like
1: that. yeah yeah and uh the reaction is i just decided i hate puns which is um our, our listeners reaction after our small soldiers episode
2: <laughs> yeah i was so surprised that nick didn't pick up on that with his love of puns because it
0: involved a character whose name i didn't fucking want to learn about so i'm just like that line doesn't
2: exist in my fucking world okay but anyway getting back to the most amazing thing i've ever fucking seen on this show so shipwreck proceeds to fuck the side of beef again again, the line is literally me and that side of beef could have a meaningful relationship covergirl gives him some shit and he replies come on covergirl you got no imagination just watch starts to do a bit of a pull up and swings and wraps his leg around this fucking cow carcass and proceeds to side and proceeds to side hump the shit out of it and then Polly <laughs> even fucking Polly starts going seasick seasick
0: yeah, because Polly's been perched on his shoulder the whole time.
1: I just I want every listener to just acknowledge that because we watched this show, we got Nick to say Shimprack Proceeds. So fuck. I
2: I picked this episode, this is why. I was randomly watching episodes. And this movie came, and this scene came up as holy shit, we have to talk about <laughs> Cobra claws are coming to town. <laughs>
1: I'm I'm gonna turn that into a soundbite somehow. Is just that one line from Nick. So shipwreck
0: proceeds to fuck the side of beef. Fuck the side of beef.
2: Fuck the side of beef. Side
0: of beef. <laughs> so, whatever. So what he's actually doing is he's getting his legs around the beef to use it as leverage to lift his upper body up off of the meat hook. So he is now free. So the instant he does this, Baroness is coming in with Cobra Commander and a bunch of goons. And Baroness is calling out how bullshit the next scene is going to (laughs) be.
1: This is where the screenwriters went back and said, oh shit, we forgot something. Forgot to have a plot.
2: They pulled the most awesome villain move ever and be like, oh yeah, by the way, here's a present for you the key to your handcuff that i'm gonna leave inside this room and then walk away and close the door
1: they got a message from the animator saying how do they get a key to get out of the room and they were oh shit and they wrote this scene to to fix it
0: right and baroness is like hey it's really childish cobra commander to go in and gloat about things, and Cobra Commander's like, No, I'm going in to bid them a fond farewell. And that's when he goes in and gives them the key, like, I'm gonna give
4: you a present. Cheers, you know. Here's
1: the key. Here's a nice back rub and a cup of cocoa, but with only <laughs> two marshmallows and a nice, fiendishly snuggly chair just in case you get too chilly, but it's gonna be out of reach. But this is so dumb,
0: even if Shipwreck wasn't already out of this, because inside our poly and junkyard, Two trained animals who could easily just go snag it anyway. There was no reason, story wise, to have Shipwreck fuck this side of beef. <laughs> Polly could have just grabbed They did that just to do it. We know that
2: Shipwreck has tendencies. No, that's not proclivities, the proclivities. No, that's not the uh, impulse control issues. That too. And so, like while Cobra Commander's waving this key, he is doing his damnedest to not just run over there and take... He's got this... He's like, holy fuck. <laughs> there it is. I can't tell if he's afraid or surprised they're this stupid or just needs to shit. I can't tell what the expression is, but there's this <laughs> panicked close-up. They're on a running timer for some goddamn reason. <laughs> he just has to get that key <sighs> in the next three seconds. Who the fuck knows?
0: But yeah, also just so folks at home know, uh, when they cut when the bad guys come in, shipwreck pretends that he's still tied up. He puts his arms up and makes it look like he's still, you know, trapped. So that's that he doesn't get found out. So cut to Destro fixing the the shrink ray, unshrink ray that they were
2: using earlier. This is the Enlarjo Reduso gun. <laughs> it is the
1: best name for anything ever.
2: Oh, I have it written like 12 times in my notes.
0: There's no <laughs> way I do not know the name of this thing. So the Joes burst in with the, with guns and they, you know, surround Destro because Destro has been left behind while the Cobras go do their thing. And Destro starts blasting away with the shrink ray. He says this Reducer enlarger, whatever the fuck you call it, can shrink you to subatomic nothingness while he proceeds to shrink things while leaving them visible. So that subatomic threat isn't really anything because those they are all still very... I think
2: it has to do with the setting, as we will see shortly.
0: So anyways, so Shipwreck is trying to find cover, but everything he takes cover behind, Destro keeps shrinking, and... Polly attacks Destro, and in the process, gets
1: shrunk. At which point, I thought, if this episode does what I think it's going to, all will be forgiven.
0: Oh, you mean uh, doing a fantastic voyage with Polly? <laughs> I
2: was about to say, I'm pretty sure that didn't happen, so what was your idea?
1: <laughs> it actually does happen.
2: Oh, fuck. Never mind. Okay, okay. All
0: right, then. So... Covergirl yells out, instead of, like, jump on him or whatever, she yells, smother him, smother him. And they all dogpile Destro. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, it's, (laughs) it's the end of a football, American football play, where the player is clearly down, the play is over, and yet five people just have to jump in there for the fucks.
0: And so after this uh one of them picks up the shrink ray which still has uh, is on the fritz you see little like sparks coming out of it and tex the, the the texan one thinks that polly is a fly why do you think polly is a fly surely you all saw what happened it was pretty fucking obvious
1: points the shrink ray right because polly lands on uh on shipwreck's nose It points the gun directly at him and says, I'll get
0: it! And this is why America's terrible at gun safety. love it. Don't point it at
2: a person is just rule one. I'm not. I'm pointing it at the tiny parrot that's on the person. There's a difference.
0: So eventually the rando, it's the rando dude whose name I didn't give a fuck about learning, uh, makes Polly normal sized and Polly passes out and again, Shipwreck is a dick to Polly as he leaves, basically saying that like this mission is going to go so much better with Polly being knocked the fuck out. And so after they leave, Polly becomes a giant.
1: Giant parrot! Yes, This, this happens is... in the show! <laughs> you don't this... get this shit anywhere else! The visual of giant parrot! parrots that's clearly going to come to the rescue
2: and this is what i meant by the subatomic particle thing could be correct on the right setting as you continuously over time get smaller and smaller because polly grows at already a monstrous size but he's gonna keep growing <laughs> right there's time
0: delay gigantism because he's normal size they leave and then he goes zzz, gets bigger we will. No, this is not the last time we have heard from Polly because. Hell the, no. Right? No, it isn't. So the Joes now have the Cobras' equipment because they left their equipment at the G.I. Joes' base and now they have to go attack guy, the Cobras and the Joes' equipment. So now we see these two truck drivers and they're talking about how, like, I guess they'd read the National Enquirer. Aliens would definitely not land in not Hoboken. Basically they would believe it if aliens landed in Hoboken, but not Newark. There we go. No way fucking aliens would land in Newark. And my note here is, is GI Joe headquarters in New Jersey? (laughs) Is that where GI Joe headquarters is? (laughs) Cause these guys have Jersey accents. They're right by, they're talking about Jersey stuff. Fan theory. They
1: are Jersey boys it's the last place you'd look <laughs> <laughs> it's a
0: jersey thing yeah gi joe it's a jersey thing and so they get run off by cobra in the joe equipment and they're like hey i thought they were hey i thought they were supposed to be the good guys oh basically that accent so the cobras attack the city and they have the moment like hey dad i thought the Joes are supposed to be good guys. I did too, son.
2: So did I, son. <laughs>
0: Ugh. All I got is Cobras Attack City, Joes Attack the Cobras. I don't give a fuck about what actually happened. That's just the note I have. Are we back to Polly? Because now we're back to Polly.
1: All right. This is the important thing. This is what makes Christmas for me. It's not, you know, family. It's not presents. It's a giant parrot singing jingle bells flying to the rescue. As it bursts
2: out of the roof of a building. This (laughs) solid
0: concrete building. While
2: singing jingle bells.
0: this hollow boned giant parrot crashes through a concrete slab of a building flies away singing jingle bells to go help his
2: buddies while terribly fucking up jingle bells i have now
1: seen this there is no other way i could have seen this that just happened holy shit that just
0: happened these are words i have said these are things i have witnessed
1: witness me
0: (laughs) so now there's more about joe's shooting at the cobras and roadblock is on a turret wagon and he turns it to some of the cobra guys it's got two barrels this turret but he
2: only shoots
0: one of them. They ran out of turret
2: laser budget. I was just impressed by the uh, rockets that never get fired and how they look just like the little plastic ones that do shoot from the vehicles when you bring them home from... Bringing them home from Toys R Us. Those work. they just too perfect. cheap
0: to animate them. If you want to see them shoot, you got to pay for the toy. So roadblock and whoever the fuck's driving his thing get blown off the road by Baroness. Bloody, bloody, bloody. The Joes have destroyed all the Cobras except for Cobra Commander who has Duke tied up in the seat behind him in the not an F-14.
2: There's a bit of dogfighting in the air here. And there is a dogfighting maneuver where you, you'll you'll pull up and bank a bit and basically flip to come around behind the other jet. But this move is done with a helicopter. Can they fly while
0: inverted, Nick? No, absolutely not.
1: <laughs> Just that dance. And uh, you do get the moment where where the two aircraft, who clearly don't have each other on radio. One of them says, that's impossible. It's a squirmy ferret or wild weasel, whatever his name was. He says, that's impossible. And then he gets a reply from our Texan friend, who apparently heard exactly what
2: he said, because he then replies... It's not impossible? I used to shoot womp rats in there that size? (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah no it's like yeah no the guy's like yeah nobody can do
2: that it's like hey i'm
0: not nobody or whatever the fuck dude
2: they hacked each other's comms 20 episodes ago
0: yeah they got ultra into their ultra secret frequencies it's ugh. so now Covergirl is behind cobra commander and gives a warning shot over the right wing. And then...
1: The eagles are coming. I mean, the giant parrot is coming.
0: Right, because what happens is Cobra Commander gets behind Covergirl, because Covergirl doesn't want to shoot him down, because she might kill Duke, but Cobra Commander doesn't give a fuck about shooting Covergirl out of the sky, blows her wing off, and she gets saved by Polly. Polly grabs like the entire fuselage of this crashing airplane in both of his feet, and saves Covergirl. Duke tries to choke out Cobra Commander from the back seat.
2: Yeah, Duke doesn't give a fuck.
0: Duke's like, fuck it, I'll kill both of us. Fuck you. Merry Christmas, bitch. And Cobra Commander ejects
2: and shoves Duke away. The only reason Cobra Commander ejects is because he saw Polly. He shits his pads. It wasn't because the fight wasn't going well. He saw this. This 50-foot fucking (laughs) bird with a 200-foot wingspan coming at him and went, nope.
1: At which point, he was trying to eject himself out of this TV series, but it was not uh, (laughs) physically possible.
0: So, yeah, so Polly saves
1: Duke, and now we're on the ground,
0: and... Shipwreck is super scared of giant Polly because he's been a dick to him his entire life and he thinks that he might get vengeance on him. And you know what, Shipwreck? You would fucking deserve it. You would deserve it if Polly just crushed you with his giant
1: claws. Yeah. Just throwing that out there.
2: It's one of those moments like, well, what are we gonna do with a bird that big? Whatever he says.
1: Can we get to uh can we get to Covergirl's kink? Yeah, she
0: <laughs> likes it having Duke tied up. She's into that. She's got a power fantasy because she's like, yeah, I got this key here for you.
1: A Christmas gift to him is the key to the handcuffs. She mm. is a mm. dumb,
2: my friends, and I like it. <laughs> and for some reason, Mutt likes the holidays now.
0: Yeah, Mutt like, yeah, it took, <laughs> it took, you know. They just had
2: to bring that story back around full circle and wrap that loose end. They did bring that back, you know,
0: after watching all this violence on Christmas, he's really into the holiday now.
1: His arc was in no way resolved. I mean, you being around a giant parrot and a, being handcuffed in a refrigerator does not resolve
2: your arc in any way, shape, or form. The fact is, he got to participate.
0: <laughs> and all the Joes start wearing, wishing each other Merry Christmas. Not happy holidays, you un-American lefty fucks. Get woke. 94% of the country <laughs> celebrates Christmas. We say Merry Christmas in this country. Is your holiday Christmas? No, it's bullshit. Merry Christmas. I don't give a fuck about it, whether you say Merry Christmas or not. I just wanted to have a rant like that. <laughs> you just wanted to be a real American for yeah, a Yeah, I wanted to be a real American for five seconds. But yeah, they all say Merry Christmas. Giant Polly, despite the fact that Shipwreck was an asshole to him, wishes Shipwreck a Merry Christmas. And Shipwreck, now sensing that he's not going to be murdered by this giant bird, says Bah Humbug. And that is how we end this episode. Oh, it was glorious. Oh, God. It is over.
1: (laughs) So many sentences that you will never hear anywhere else. (laughs) were said in that last podcast.
0: And that's G.I. Joe, a real American hero, season one. And before we go, as millennials, we know that every movie and TV show has a moral. And Jules, what did you learn today?
1: Well, I learned that we can all do our part to keep America safe. Uh, all we need is a cider beef, an ambigonator, and a Christmas parrot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> cider beef and an ambigonator.
0: <laughs> I think you can get large fries with an, an ambigonator. <laughs> and, John, what did you learn? Nothing. <laughs>
2: Good. Me neither. All I, I learned. Lo- I watched these. I laughed my ass off, and then I was like, "Oh shit!" Tubi has Father Ted on it. Sweet. Yep. I didn't learn a goddamn thing either,
0: other than I fucking hate GI Joe. I hate this show. God damn it! I'm so happy this over. I'd like to end the show there, but before we go, we do need to tell everyone at home what we're gonna do next time. So, John, what do the folks at home have to look forward to to
2: forget this bullshit? Something that, as I recall, is. Absolutely fucking amazing. The 1992 film Candyman. Yes, they do. Just in time for the new movie.
0: And would you like to give us some reviews of the original 1992 Candyman?
2: Um, yeah, it's very well liked, so not a lot of laughs to be found. Um, so more of just a tease for next time. We think we'll discover that the Candyman is actually a real-life human being, a killer using the legend as a cover. What we do find is more frightening and more intriguing and may literally be a product of the imagination. What if urban legends became real if enough people believed in them? What if the sheer weight of faith from thousands of people were enough to create a supernatural reality? Would the Candyman therefore take a dim view of people's attempts to debunk him?
0: I am thoroughly intrigued. And that's our show. If you liked it, please subscribe. If you loved it, please share it with all your friends. And whether you liked it or loved it, we'd appreciate it if you gave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts to help others find us. Also, be sure to like our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter. Links to those are in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time for another episode of Millennial Rewind.